0: Right. Thank you for tuning in. This is my first podcast ever, and it's not going to be my last. Uh, today's episode is basically just going to be an intro, kind of tell you about myself, tell you what I'm about, tell you what uh, I'm going to be discussing on this podcast. Um, first of all, I'll let you know that I do and I am a social media whore. <laughs> I'm an influencer. I'm a YouTuber, and I've added podcasting to my my tool bag. Um, I felt like it was about time for me to do one of these. I see a lot of people doing them, and and again, I'm behind the power curve, like I was behind the power curve with YouTube when it came out. But I just had a lot of things going on at the time. But now, uh, I feel like it's it's I'm due, I'm overdue to do this podcasting thing. That reminds me, what I'm gonna do is uh, when I do these podcastings, I'm gonna share the link to. My social media public figure Facebook page. Now I'll also share it to my personal page, but I'll also uh, put it on my, uh, my social media page. Which, if you're not a follower and you're not and, and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's at Audie the Box Auditor. Um, it's basically where Audie Marsh Productions uh, runs all their stuff. Now Audie Marsh Productions is something that I made up. Um, kind of made a name for myself. Uh, it's a way that I can distribute. Uh, more professional i guess outlet um like being an influencer you know hey Marsh productions and, and there's a lot of money that i do put into the, to doing Marsh productions i haven't yet patented the name or, or claimed the name yet i looked into it and it's really expensive but i'm not really making any money from it so i highly doubt anybody's gonna steal it from me it's i don't know more or less it's just all in fun but anyway i i use that and and that's where Audie the Box Otter comes in. He, it's it's actually part of Audie Marsh Productions. And now I'm adding podcasts to Audie Marsh Productions. So it's all one main hub. So if you see Audie Marsh Productions. And then you see Audie the Box Otter. And then you see Audie Marsh Productions. Um, podcast Talk is Cheap. Which that's going to be the name of my podcast channel. Is Talk is Cheap. I know a lot of other podcasters use that. But they don't have Audie Marsh Productions. Talk is Cheap. If that makes any sense. So if you don't know, you, if you're not aware, my podcast channel is going to be Talk is Cheap with Audie. But anyway, um, I guess moving forward because I'll, I'll ramble. But in that basically what a podcast is for is for me to basically talk shit into a mic and you listen to me. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep politics and religion away from this podcast. Um, I believe that those two subjects bring so much negativity and I'm really not about negativity I want to be positive and, and spread uh, good vibes to people out there. Um, like I said, if, if you're not a follower of uh, my Facebook page, it's at Audio the Box Auditor. Go like and follow it. You will see the links here. This will also be broadcast on several podcast outlets. My main goal is to push it onto Audit the Box Auditor on Facebook and to also uh, push it to um, Spotify. So you can listen to me. While you're on your way to work, but well, whatever. Um, what I'm about is I'm gonna have a few guests. I've already, I've already planned pre. I guess I was a little proactive on this. I've already talked to some producers and directors and video editors, um, and I have a celebrity in the mix that's gonna be possibly coming on in the future. Uh, kind of talk to him, do a little Q and A. Um, if you all know, y'all know I'm into bit. I'm big into horror, horror uh, that is my passion, uh, that's my genre to go to, um, I'm also, I, I enjoy, I guess we'll move into passions, why am I doing this, I also enjoy, like, video editing, um, stuff like that, I do serve in the army, I've been serving 12 years, um, like I said, I'm new to, I'm new to podcasting, um, yeah, that's my passions is basically show, social media and networking, A little bio about myself, Um, nothing crazy. So let's let's move on. Um, today's topic or main topics, I just kinda wanna be miscellaneous with it. I kind of just wanna uh spread it out. Not really so much a main topic, being that this is my first podcast. I just kinda wanna tell the audience what I'm about and what I wanna get out there. Um I'll try to keep this segment segment down to uh, about 30 minutes. I think once I start bringing guests on, those are those are the ones that are gonna start, you know, pushing into like an hour or two, which is fine because I can only talk so much. So I think 30 minutes is a good cap. Um, also, when I throw this link into the uh, onto the Facebook page, audit at audit the box auditor, I'm gonna use that as an open forum. Um, Each episode, you know, you can comment because I'll drop the link. You can comment what you liked about the episode, what you disagree, what you agree, what you think I should do and talk about. Um, It'll be an open forum and we'll use it like a Facebook style. I think it's easier just doing it that way opposed to creating a website to a forum and be like, oh, this topic. Let me write this guy. Um, I think it'll be easier just for you to uh, comment there, what you liked about the show and what, what was your favorite and what was not so much favorite of the, uh, episode. Also, if, if you continue to listen towards the end of this podcast, I will be doing a giveaway. I think what I'll do is I'll give away, um, a $10 gift card to shopzobe.com. And if you're not aware of shopzoe.com, I highly suggest you get over there, uh, and buy you some movie memorabilia. Um, I will, uh, I will give away a ten dollar gift card and towards the end of this podcast i will uh i will tell you what you need to do to enter it uh that way i can keep you in tune and you can listen to me all the way towards the end to win your prize (laughs) see what i did there told you i'm a social media whore but anyway like i said if you're not aware of shopzoe.com, i highly suggest to head over there i used to have a discount code but we took those away just due to the fact that um we're trying to do a little something a little different for the year of 2020 if you're not aware of it um i do do a lot of work for zobe productions um uh, jr is an awesome person he has granted me the opportunity to be part of something that's way much bigger than i am and i appreciate that so moving forward i think one of the topics that i really want to discuss um and then I told you I wasn't going to really get into politics or, or anything, religion, but I don't see this much like a politician or a politics type thing. But I just want to say this because I want to get it off my chest that we all know that we lost Kobe. When I say we, I guess society. We lost Kobe Bryant and, and eight of his friends and family um, in a helicopter crash yesterday. Very tragic event. My heart uh, and soul goes out to the family that lost those Um Kobe Bryant was an awesome, um, an awesome basketball player. However, it didn't affect my life in any type of way. Um, I felt sorry for the family. I, uh, he lost a thirteen-year-old, a thirteen-year-old child was on board, and I believe another thirteen-year-old child. I don't know too much into it. It didn't really af- it affect my life, and I'm sorry if that makes you mad. But um, he was an in- inspiration to a lot of people. But I just I wasn't big into basketball. Um, it sucks that he passed away, and, and those it did, af- you know, affect. I I fully understand your your heartbreak, and I understand where you're coming from. Trust me, um, I'm not being cold-hearted, but it's something that didn't really affect me. Um, I hate it that we lost him, uh, despite all the the uh, you know the trials and stuff that he had in his earlier earlier part of his career. You know, I'm not going to really go into that, but um, he was an inspiration to many. But it didn't affect my life. And moving on. With that being said. I noticed that my my Facebook is uh, full of Kobe Bryant. The crash. And it's full of other people posting service members dying. Here's my thing with that. Okay. So. And I don't want to go in a rant about this. I feel like it's moving into politics. But whatever. I've already opened the door. I'm just inviting y'all in. So. I see a lot of my friends, which a lot of about 75% of the people on my Facebook are service members or veterans. Now, I notice them posting, well, such and such, this service member died. Uh, This service member died here. And, you know, in a way, it kind of upsets me because here's my thing. It takes a celebrity dying for you to post about that soldier that died five years ago. I've seen some posts that dated back to like four or five years ago. You're just being part of the stigma. You're being part of the mainstream media. You're not getting your point across. Just just mourn the family. Mourn the family of the service member. You don't have to make a post and make it a point. Death is not a competition. You know, like, where were you at prior to Kobe Bryant dying? I didn't see your Facebook flooded with service members getting killed. Um, the only reason people know Kobe is because, well, for one, we hold athletes, celebrities, and rich people on a pedestal and we feel like what they say is is golden um, and in today's society that's just the way it is it's always going to be like that it's always been like that uh, we just hold those people to a higher standard for some reason do I agree with it? no because those people bleed the same color I do they breathe the same way I do black, white, yellow, green it doesn't matter it's a human being if a service member dies I feel sorry for the family I feel sorry for the friends and i mourn the loss if a celebrity dies i'm a human being i feel sorry for the family and the friends and everything around him that they left so that's my two cents uh you know and and also here we go i'm I'm going back down the rabbit hole this social media it, it puts them on a pedestal too because if it's cnn or tmz or any of those crap media outlets they're they're gonna be the try to be the first one to report something tragic and they can only they can only gain more by doing that by a rich athlete or a celebrity opposed to them doing it to a service member they're not gonna gain anything if they post a service member it's gonna be oh sorry thank you for your service celebrity athlete dies it's oh my god it's the, you know he's God's gift to everything you know the media is gonna blow that up because they're making more money off of of uh, reporting about somebody that everyone knows instead of reporting about some soldier that no one knew. That's my two cents on that. I'll back off on that. I'm sorry I went down that rabbit hole. But anyway, let's get back on the topic and the things that I like to talk about. I think what I'm going to talk about uh, moving on in this episode, I'm going to be talking about CGI and horror movies. Um, CGI has ruined horror movies. Now, we all know that the 80s and the 90s, well, early 90s, Paved the way for the horror genre uh, movies. Um, 80s till this day will always hold um, the best horror movies in my book. And, and here's why. 80, 80s horror movies. It was practical effects. It was pig's blood, fake blood. It was actually actors that were born without any arms. And they were placing prosthetics uh, on these people in the movies for them to get ripped off. You know, stuff that they didn't... They didn't have CGI then, and 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 if they did, it was, like, super expensive. So directors, producers, um, special effects artists had to come up with actual talent. They actually had to use their brains opposed to going to a computer and uh, manip- manipulating something and then going forth with it. Uh, and, that, and I think that's what made the 80s so special because they actually had to work... To make a good movie, even the B-list movies today, to me, outdo um, some of these big-name movies that just use CGI. For an example, the new It movies, CGI is horrible in the movies. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to like indie films. Um, maybe that's why I like the indie, the low-budget B-list, C-list movies because. The indie films normally is you know smaller producers and directors that are trying to get their movie out there, and uh, they don't have the money to do CGI. And if they do, it's not the grand CGI. Um, and I think I think that's why I'm drawn towards you know the indie movies is is because they're struggling. They don't have the money to do all that. Um, you look at the first Evil Dead ever. Uh, even though, you know, Bruce Campbell is a dickhead today, his ego went to his head. But back in, you know, back in the day when he made the first Evil Dead, that was just a couple of buddies throwing together a movie. And now that's one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. You could go through that movie and watch it and you could still see all the little mistakes in that movie. Um, and it's great. It's funny. It, it humbles you. It's like, man, you know, I, I see all these crappy mistakes and all these crappy effects, but it's. It was heart and soul put into this movie. Um, and then that's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, and that brings me to a uh, another I guess I guess what I also do, I'll kind of introduce it is every episode I'm gonna have kind of like a uh, like in today's episode the movie Spotlight is and I'm gonna name a movie that I truly enjoy and that I've watched and if you haven't seen it yet, um, maybe I can influence you to uh, go and watch it. Uh, so that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll add that in the, in, the, in the episodes that I do. I'll do like a movie spotlight minute. Um, and and, and not, every, not every episode that I do will, will feature that. Because I'm going to have guests on here. And I think that'll be a little irrelevant to uh, what I'm about but if it's just me one on one talking shit in this mic then i will um i'll do a spotlight movie and there again on the facebook the open form quote uh you can leave a comment leave a comment on what movie you think i should watch and, and do a little movie review and influence others to watch it as well now it has to be a movie that you know I'll like not some not some bullshit you know with a bunch of cgi in it <laughs> but anyway i'll move forward the uh the movie that I guess we'll say the movie spotlight minute uh, is going to be Hobo with a Shotgun. This movie I found at a dollar store. Now, I'll tell you a little backstory on it. I seen I'm in a I'm part of a lot of horror groups and I seen a lot of people talk about Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo, they got to watch Hobo with a Shotgun. And I'm like, what is this? You know, and I was like, well, I got to get it. Well, I forgot about it and I think I was in I was stationed at Fort Polk in Louisiana and my wife wanted to go into the dollar general. Now, a lot of people how can i say this? A lot of people don't like shopping at the dollar general. I feel like because there's a stigma like oh god, if, if i'm caught shopping in here, you know, people are going to you know what fuck that. I'm all about the dollar general. Let me tell you. The first thing i go to every time i go in the dollar general is the movie section. They have some of the best movies that are like 10 and 15 bucks at Walmart or Target. That's if you take a bath before you go to target. target. If you take a bath prior to going to Target, you got to call it Target. It's a rule of thumb. Anyway, um, I love the movie section because it's like 3 bucks, $5. Well, anyway, there it was. Boom. Laying on the very top was Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, what's Hobo with a Shotgun, you say? So, basically, it's a homeless vigilante that blows away crooked cops, pedophile... <laughs> pedophile... Uh, Santas, yeah, you got to watch the movie. Another scumbag with this trusty pump action shotgun. Now, the, the effects and the way this movie is filmed is what intrigued me the most. I, I loved it. I loved the way it was filmed. Um, and it was written by uh, Greg Guy. Like I said, it's a vigilante homeless man, homeless man, uh, pulls into a new city and finds himself trapped in urban chaos, a city where uh, crime rules and where the city crime bosses reign. Seeing an urban landscape filled with armed robbers, corrupt cops, abused prostitutes, and even a pedophile Santa, the hobo goes about bringing justice to the city the best way he knows how. With a 20-gauge shotgun, mayhem ensures uh, when he tries to make things better for the future generation, street justice will indeed prevail. Now, uh, the cast, I'll bring this to light, was Rudger... Hire, Hire, I'm probably butchering his name, if you don't, if you join, if you are listening and join me and you watch my YouTube channel, I'm like dyslexic, and it's very hard for me to pronounce words, but, uh, you'll get over it, because you're probably still tuning in and listening, um, anyway, it's Rudger Hire, now, we recently just lost him, um, he died July 19th, 2019, he was 75 years old, um, I enjoyed him in a lot of movies, he played in Blade Runner, which we all know that movie was a hit. Uh, Batman Begins, The Hitcher, uh, he played in like, a lot of the older like, B-List, and there is some A-List movies that he starred in. Um, awesome guy, I loved him as an actor, and I was thrilled to find out, because he's on the cover and it says uh, Rutger Hire on it. Also, also Rob Wells, which plays uh, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, plays in the movie. I was surprised to see him when I watched it, I was like, holy crap, I know him. And and after seeing some of these stars that I've seen in other movies, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a hit movie. Um, but yeah, I encourage you to check out that movie. Go to your local dollar store, <laughs> your Dollar General, pick it up. It's Hobo with a Shotgun. I'll uh, post it on the Facebook page, my social media Facebook page. I'll post the cover. It'll kind of give you an idea. It's by Magnet. The movie is a Magnet movie. Uh, but it's an awesome movie. I, I want to shine a little light to that movie. Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, definitely uh, a movie that you probably need to check out. And if you like those kind of like low budget type movies. That's the movie for you. Um, but yeah Hobo with a Shotgun. So, so that's what I'll do every other episode. Or every episode I'll do a movie highlight. I think that's pretty cool. Um, hell I may talk about something that you're very passionate about. And may intrigue you. And you want to hear more. So that's basically the idea behind it all is to get you to tune in and listen. And then I, I'm also I listen to a lot of people's feedback on the social media page on Facebook. So please comment when I drop this link after I record and edit this podcast. Drop your link. Tell me what you think. But real quick, uh, we're going to be it's about the last, about the last 10 minutes of this podcast episode. So I'm going to kind of go through, I'm going to get back on the CGI train and I'm going to do, uh, according to Blood, bloodydisgusting.com, I'm going to do the top 12 worst um, worst CGI moments in horror movies. I'm just going to kind of go, th- go down the list and kind of read you off what Bloody Disgusting thought was the worst. Uh, first one on the list is Event Horizon. Uh, most definitely the CGI did fuck that movie up. Um, that that movie, I actually like that movie, but like the CGI objects floating around in it, I don't know. Y'all probably haven't seen it in a while, but I remember there was objects floating around in the anti-gravity chamber, um, and that it looked like cartoons floating around and on the set. It was freaking ridiculous. But Event Horizon is number one. We'll run on to oh my god, number two is Blade. Are you kidding me? Let me think. Blade, Blade, CGI. Yes, the blood. <laughs> so the blood in, in Blade, I remember that now uh, was CGI. A lot of the blood splatter, um, and it, and it did look like it was something off a Windows ninety five screensaver. Horrible, but man, that was such a good movie. Blade, Blade was like nineteen ninety eight. Uh, moving on is Anaconda. Wow, number three is Anaconda. Yeah, that's true. The the freaking snake looked ridiculous. Um, I think. A lot more practical effects should have been used in that movie, um, *Anaconda*. And even though it was a highly entertaining B movie, uh, and did use some impressful, impressive practical effects, and it definitely had its highs and lows throughout the film, uh, yeah, horrible. Man, it makes me want to go back and watch it. Oh wow, yeah, I'll definitely agree to this one. *Deep Blue Sea*. <laughs> And it just so happens to be the one I'm thinking of is Samuel Jackson where he's sitting there bitching uh, about the sharks and then the CGI CGI shark comes up and takes him in. Horrible deep blue sea. I agree to that. That was a horrible um, CGI moment. All right, moving on to the next one. I'm hoping you're enjoying these. I'm I'm just kind of reading through. Um, Just kind of, I guess trying to paint a picture, kind of remind you on some of the horrible crap the next one is the langlers this is a stephen king adaptation i don't remember this one um yeah i guess the cgi sucked in that movie i don't remember that movie oh i remember this one the Mummy returns the cgi where they used the rock as the scorpion king and they cgi cgi the rock <laughs> that was freaking horrible Definitely, the moment returns. They should like. Why would you even do that? It was like two thousand one. You should you should be perfected the CGI by that time. I mean, what they probably spent more money on the CGI than they did actually paying the Rock to even give him the rights to show his face. I I would have sued just because it made me look horrible. All right, the next one is Spawn. Ah, Let's see, Spawn. What was the CGI moment? I believe it was. Let's see what's it saying. One of the worst effects was the clown yeah okay yeah so i remember that uh the transformation into the violator um yeah horrible i remember that horrible cgi next one is the ring two uh let's see what was the part on that okay so they're saying the deer was cgi i guess when the deer came up to the kid yeah i remember that part yeah that was horrible so why would you cgi that like why would you cgi the deer that, that could be used as a practical effect. I don't I don't get that. So Some of these people that make these movies, like, use practical effects, stop being lazy. That's another thing. CGI has made movie making super freaking lazy. Now, yet it does cost a lot of money, but really it's just a bunch of actors behind green screens, and all it takes is some editor to put it on a computer and make it look good. I don't know. The next one is the Grave Dancers. I've never seen this movie. Um, let's see, The Final Ten Minutes, Special Effects, Filled with Awful CGI Ghost. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that one. I don't think I ever seen that one. Holy crap. I figured I figured Jaws 3D would make it on this list. 1983. <laughs> it says 1983 Jaws had jumped the shark. Jump the shark. Jaws 3D sees a great white shark sneak into a Sea World and eat people. Um, the animated shark, the animated jaws of the shark, float towards the screen in an attempt to, ca- to cash in on the 3D craze at the time. But the effects generates more laughs and screams. Yeah, I remember seeing Jaws 3D. It was horrible. You know, that's an- another bring me to another horrible CGI CGI movie that for some reason is held on a pedestal. Is Sharknado. That movie is freaking horrible. Horrible movie. Uh, Let's see. The next one is A Nightmare on M Street. Let's see. How did a movie made in 2010 have worse effects than a movie made in 1984? Your guess is as good as mine. But the scene in Samuel Bear's remake of Wes Craven's The Classic in which Freddy spies on Nancy through the wall in the bedroom looks so bad that it makes the same effect in the original look. Masterful in comparison yeah I remember like what were they thinking like I don't I wasn't that movie was horrible <laughs> oh I remember the CGI wall part when she's in bed stupid Uh, let's see the last one on the list is the left the let the right one in never seen it I don't know why that's the last one on the list anyways it basically says another scene that slicks out like a, sticks out like a sore thumb In an otherwise fantastic film, the cat scene, Uh, let's see, seems out of place, has been turned into a vampire and attacked by a cat in the apartment. Rather than using real cats, Alferson opted to use CGI cats and results are not so great. So that's what I'm I'm saying, like, why would you CGI, like, common animals, cats, dogs, deer you can practically affect those and you could possibly get a, a tame you know like a trained dog or cat to come in and do the scene um a lot of movies has done it so why be lazy just do your research when it comes to making a movie now I'm not an expert or professional at all when it comes to making a movie so I can't tell you how easy it is or how hard it is um but I don't know I just know that CGI is ruining horror movies we need to bring it back to practical effects stop being lazy um, and, and let's, I guess, make horror movies great again. <laughs> but we're ending. To, we're coming to the end of this episode. I'm at 27 minutes. Uh, like I said, if you listen this far, you've basically entered yourself into the giveaway. However, you do need to go onto the Facebook page. I need you to hashtag Audie the Box Auditor. Now you can only do this at my social media page at audio the Box Auditor. Um, you, can, you can find it on Facebook. It's easy. It'll come up Audit Marsh Productions, audio the Box Auditor. Click like, follow, and enter. You'll see the drop link to this podcast on there. And in the comment section, I need you to hashtag audio the Box Auditor. And I need you to, to tell me what's your favorite horror movie. Uh, I will... I will pick a winner, I guess, in a week. I'll let this let this uh, episode marinate. That way people can get, um, I guess, get on board with it and start listening to it. But yeah, let's do that. Go to the social media site, audio the Box Auditor. Hashtag audio the Box Auditor. And then type your favorite horror movie. I'll do a random name, randomizer. And I will be giving away a $10 Zobe Productions gift card. And that $10 can go to any item that you purchase off the website. You'll get an additional $10 off of whatever you're going to pay. And that's my gift from you uh, to you for sticking with me these last 28 minutes and listening to some redneck from Florida talking to a mic. That's all I have. Thank you for tuning in. This is my first podcast. Um, Like, share. Listen, spread the word that I'm doing this. I really hope to gain a big audience. It's not that I, I want to make money. It has nothing to do with it. I don't make any money. If anything, I lose money doing this. But it is a project passion that I love doing. And I love networking. So that's all I have for this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um, and go like all my social media and follow this on Spotify as well. Uh, bear with me as I learn this program. Uh, and and endure it with me as we go through the ups and downs. That's all I have. Thank you for tuning in. This is Talk is Cheap with Audi the Box Auditor, and I'm out.